everyone. It's the Drive School Podcast. I am Pastor Goodman, and uh, my buddy, uh, Pastor Matt Richard, is back. How you doing, man? Good to see you, Harrison. It's good to see you, too. We're on this side of uh, Easter, and uh, things feel nice. Um, it, it's, it's yeah, real spring now. I'm I'm actually pretty content. Yeah. Well, we, we've had just basically one spring day here. Everything melted. We got up to 58 degrees. It got cold again. So we're, we're, we're compl- I talked to a guy this morning and you know, getting gas. He's like, yeah, it's got to warm up. It, it will, you know, but, uh, you know, there's a sense of being through the Easter, um, you know, Easter Sunday, you know, kind of getting this side of, of, uh, Lent, you know, there, there, there is, I don't know if I, I don't explain it subjectively in our feelings. There's, there's a sense of, of hope. There's a sense of, um, uh, assurance, not that Lent is bad. It's good to go through Lent and have a time of repentance and sorrow of sin and considering the death of Jesus. But then when you get this side of Easter, there's this sense of um, yeah, spring, a sense of, uh, yeah, he's risen, you know? Right. There's there's a forward shift. And and I mean, it could be the weather. It could be, you know, all of those things. And I know Western Hemisphere, we get to sort of cheat when it comes to Easter compared to, you know, uh, you know, the, the poor disciples. But at the same time, like everything is is like letting you look forward now. The resurrection means that that I too will rise. That the spring means that uh, the snow will soon be gone. Um, you, you sort of get a chance to sort of lift your eyes away from yourself and your sins that you deal with so much in Lent the, and, and you get to look forward to, to what it all is, is going to come down to it. It's, it's worth paying attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's, you know, we we're just talking beforehand about, mm. about uh, this shift and, and uh, the gospel lesson coming up for this Sunday is the one where the disciples are in the upper room. And uh, there's a little tiny phrase there. It says that they were, they were locked. Uh, they locked the room. They were locked in the room for fear. And so the doors were locked. Uh, there was fear and Jesus comes and appears to them and he says, peace be with you. But the whole idea of having locked doors and being in fear, uh, I guess my, as I've been pondering that this, this week, uh, do they totally understand that he's resurrected from the dead? I mean, has that really sunk in? And you would think if it did sink in, they wouldn't be locked, <laughs> locked mm-hmm. in behind closed doors with fear. And yet, you know, as, as I kind of contemplate for myself on this, it's just like how much of my life. Um, you know, allegorically kind of applying this text to, to my own life and thinking about it from this perspective, how much do I function as if Jesus is still in the grave? You know, mm-hmm. and, and if I understand that he's that he's truly risen, which he is indeed risen indeed, uh, you know, that means that I have the resurrection to look forward to. So then why do I function as if he's still in the grave? And that's just, it's my short-sightedness as a human being and my sinful nature. Yeah, it's, it's easy to sort of like, almost excuse what's going on there there's so much confusion on the on the first day uh the women don't recognize jesus they call him the gardener uh, i love mark because they just they walk away in fear and they tell no one and then it, it yeah, the, the yeah. old version just stops and that's glorious to me that they're yeah. like in all of it christ is still risen even though they don't understand it the disciples are hiding in the locked room for fear of the jews and and i sort of say all right so me i've got this under control because it's past the first day um and, and then you look at the the fact that like we we make such a big deal about all of the things in the world i i swear there's this this part of Lutherans that just 80% of our language is just complaining to each other about the world. Um, and we we act like Jesus isn't already conquered all of it. We, we spend so much time complaining about the stuff we already have the victory over. And you're right. Well, and, and, and I've heard it said before, and I love it how it's stated that we already have one foot in the resurrection. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's so the resurrection's already ours. And yet, um, when I look at my own life, many times I'm, I'm looking at my foot that's still, uh, in the dark, you know, in, in death. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I had a, I had a physical yesterday and, and my doctor says I'm doing well. And, uh, 
And and so all my numbers, I had all the blood work. And number one, I didn't faint when they were doing the blood work, which is a Happy victory for, for Matt yeah. Richard. Yeah, yeah. So I manned up and I, I didn't faint when they took my blood. But anyway, I had all of these charts, right? And I had everything was perfect except for one number was a little bit outside the normal. And what do I do? I focus on that one. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna make it. I'm not maybe not gonna make it the next year, right? And it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just silly. The the grand scheme of it is guess what? I'm not gonna make it in the grand scheme. I'm gonna die unless Jesus comes back. But nonetheless, I'm gonna be resurrected. And so why so much despair? Why so much fear? Ah, this is just this is the constant battle with our sinful nature and living uh, in this veil of tears uh, that we live within, and uh, uh, fear itself grabbing a hold of us. And again, you know, what do we need in this midst? You know, do we do, do we need uh, the pastor to come along, or we need a friend? You know, does Harrison need to come over and slap Matt along the side of the head and say, "Knock it off," and you know, shaping up? No, we need what Jesus brings into this text. He comes into those into that uh, locked sphere, that locked upper room. He comes to them with their locked doors. They're probably speaking quietly in fear of what, being attacked themselves. And he doesn't come up and he doesn't say, hey, you know, you imagine Jesus come and say, hey, where'd you guys go? You know, um, you all ran in the garden. Last time I saw you, you ran in the garden. Peter, You're terrible disciples. <laughs> Peter, what's up? You know, I told you, you, you denied me three times mm-hmm. to a little servant girl. I'm mean, like, really? Really, Peter? I mean, he, does, he doesn't go through and do all these things to, to condemn them. He comes and he says, what? Peace, peace be, with, be you. with you. Oh, it's just, it's, we need the peace of Christ to come to us mm-hmm. in spite of all of our fears, all of our failings, all of our uh, looking to basically death itself, this veil of tears and all of our lack of hope, lack of faith and fear. And we just, just we need Jesus to come say, you know, Matt, Richard, Harrison, Peace be with you. I've got this. I'm risen. Yeah, and this is actually what the church gets to stand to do today as well. That that we we need preaching. We we don't just sort of need to be told. You said man up. We we don't need to sort of be told get your act together. You guys are terrible Christians. Like really, why are you so afraid? Over and over again, we we lament that the sky is full. What we need is somebody to preach the gospel to us because in the end, that the kingdoms will topple. In the end, you're right. Unless Jesus comes back, we're gonna die. Things are gonna fall apart. And what's wonderful is if Jesus still shows up and says, peace be with you, I get to sort of recognize the fact that most of those apostles in that, that room were martyred. Um, but they sing in heaven and things are still okay. That, that I'm going to die someday and things are still okay. Um, and they don't feel okay. They never feel okay. So I need something from the outside to show up and say those same words, peace be with you. Yeah. And, and think about this too. I mean, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that it says the doors are locked and yet what? Boom. It's not like Jesus, he climbed through a window, you know? Yeah. You know, he didn't, he wasn't sitting there with a lock pick and picked the lock and came in or had a secret knock on the door and then they let him in. Also it's like, boom, he's there. He's, he's just, there. He, he's there. He's there. And then again, he doesn't say, guys, what's up? You know, mm-hmm. why'd Go you back run? To fishing. Yeah. You know, what, what, what's, what's up with you guys? I mean, you, you know, no, he comes and he, what he delivers peace because he is peace uh he is the one who defied death and 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 uh, uh took care of the condemnation of sin and satisfied the wrath of god he did all of these things well for us and he comes and he what he comes to them to bring them peace because he is the peace that they need in spite of their fear in spite of all the uh, uh persecution that they would soon experience uh that they had true peace because they had christ you know what's kind of awesome too is that he'll do it again next week like, yeah. I, I mean, we, we sort of get really focused in on Thomas on this, but the rest of the disciples got to hear it twice and, and maybe yeah. they just needed to, um, yeah. like he doesn't just address Thomas, does he, uh, it, it, he actually, again, just shows up and the doors were locked and Jesus came among them and said, peace be with you. 
and then it yeah. will address Thomas. Like everybody gets to, to receive that piece over and over again. It's, it's not even just, well, now that I've told you about the rest of it, now get your life together. Now, right. now stop being stupid. Now get to be better disciples. It's peace be with you over and over and over again. Yeah, and you think about the divine service on Sundays, right? Uh, every single Sunday, the, the pastor gets to say, and the congregation gets to hear, the Lord be with you, you know? Spirit, yeah. And and the Lord be with you. And then to hear, in the stand by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my body. This is my blood for you. And so it is every single week, every single week. And I, I, one of my favorite parts of the church service on Sundays is, is that uh, when I get to sing those words, uh, the peace of the Lord be with you always. And yeah. and I get to take the elements, the cup and the bread, and I and I lift well, it up. I'm all, almost like, like a Lion King, the Simba, yeah. right? You know, right. I lift it up. I lift, I lift it up high. And and what, what peace? The peace right here. This mm-hmm. peace be with you. And I get to say that every single Sunday because Christ is with us. And when we have Christ, we have peace. Yeah. And here again, it's not just sort of a peace in the room or peace in the situation. The disciples are still locked in a room the second week, even knowing Jesus is risen from the dead. Uh, Thomas aside, we'll, we'll get to Thomas. I, he's another week. But um, like the disciples still have to lock the door because it's dangerous. Like it, it's not just sort of they're making a big deal out of nothing. They're, they're still actually probably in danger. Um, it, it probably is a deadly thing right now to to just walk out in Jerusalem and say, he is not here. He is risen. Um but the peace is actually found in Christ. And so if Christ shows up in your church, we actually, again, we get to hold him up and say all the stuff that's wrong, it's wrong. All the sin, it's sin. All the pain, it's, it's pain. But here's Jesus. Here is peace. Eat it, drink it, and 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 actually receive something real. It, it, it's glorious. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, think, I think you hit on a good point there that we have to make sure that uh, we we are called to be uh, innocent as doves, right, and 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 shrewd as a serpent, which means to be to be wise, um, to be wise about this world. Um, I don't think uh, you know having the peace of Christ means that we're flippantly uh, foolish and we and we do do foolish things. You know, we mm-hmm. uh, we we do still lock our doors. Um, you know, we do still take precautions in this life as as Christians and as just as as human beings, because this world is indeed a difficult and dangerous place at times. Um, but we do so with the peace of Christ and that uh, whether we are what up or down, safe or unsafe, uh, full bellies or hungry, um, we can do all things as Paul says, we can do all things through him who strengthens me, which means to have the sufficiency of Christ and contentment in Christ, regardless of the circumstance, whether we have plenty or not, uh, whether we're in danger or not, uh, danger or safety, that we have the peace of Christ. And that's what matters in spite of our circumstances. Right. So go to church and uh, and hear about that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Go to church and hear hear about the goodness of Jesus and receive peace. And often, right? Uh, yeah. Because we often we often fear. Uh, we're always fear, you're fearful. It's like uh, that old quote from that old church father, because um, I daily sin, I daily need the uh, med- medicine of immortality. And and so we're, we're sin sick. So we need the physician all the time uh, to pronounce and deliver peace to us. Absolutely. Pastor Richard, thanks so much for hanging out. Yep. Good to see you. You too. Bye-bye.